So, uh, do you want to delve at all into painting since you just spend all day painting, or do you want to start with something completely I different? I didn't spend all day painting. What'd you do? I held wall covering today. Oh, you really <laughs> love. <laughs> I like it better than painting, but I'm fucking slow. I'm out of practice, dude. You got good help? The dude that I'm working with is actually like, he's got like 10 years, so he makes me look bad. <laughs> and he's actually there helping? It's actually his job. I just went to help him. Mm. He's doing Spirit Mountain. They're, uh, <clears throat> they're doing it like they're redoing, they shut down a floor and redo the whole floor and then go to the next floor and same thing over and over. So we've been out there for a while. We did the fifth floor and second floor like all winter no actually <clears throat> some other guys had done the the fifth and the second floor and uh they fucked it up and so they called us and we came in and fixed a bunch of their shit and then so we didn't have to rehang everything but there were some pieces that were fucked up that we had to rehang and shit on the second and the fifth floor do you know what tribe that is grand run indians That's different than who has the um, Chinook, Chinook winds. Wind, yeah, I believe Chinook winds was first. But they're relatively close to one another, right? Yeah, it's about twenty-five miles. It's not that much. I mean, fuck. When I lived out there, we used to go to the beach all the time. You know, half hour to get to Lincoln City. So Glenn uh, has a chief who wants to hold ceremonies here in Oregon. He lives in Texas, mm-hmm. and. Uh, He's like, I got to find, you know, a land to have this sweat lodge. And uh, I said, why don't you contact the tribe closest to your town? He lives in Ashland. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked it up on Google and it's like L-A-T-G-A-W-A, Latgawa. Yeah. And they're like pretty close to Ashland. And they're part of the Confederated Tribes. And uh, I'm like, yeah, just go to them and ask them like for guidance. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they fucking they own everything out there. There's this lady that works works there, dude. And when I was growing up, dude, they they had hard they were having a hard time, bro. You know, it was mostly fucking white people in the town, and the fucking natives had a, had a rough time. That's every single yeah. <laughs> But That's then, the whole country. yeah, I went by. I think it was just uh, maybe a few years after I moved out of there that they got the casino. And now it was like a little, a little town, bro. It was a little town, and a restaurant, and a couple of stores, and the elementary school when we were growing up. And you know, it was a little bustling little, little town, dude. And since the casino came, it's killed the town, dude. The town is dead. My elementary school that I went to I went there a while back like two years ago it's not a school anymore they turned it into a native interpretive center and I was talking to this lady that is from there as well that works at the casino and we've been chatting you know I we struck up a conversation because I was like yeah I used to live you know that house right there my best friend's house was right across the street you see his house from the parking lot dude there's a farmhouse up on the hill with the barn. That was my best friend's house. Dude. We used to kick it there all the time. We'd run across that field and go to the creek, dude, where the casino is now. And uh, Like you were looking for crawfish where people yeah. are rolling really 
all that shit, bro. Yeah. I mean, shit. So, I asked her, I go, what, you know, what happened with everything? And she's like, well, she's a native lady. She was like, once the casino opened and, you know, like, the people started moving away and... And so there's not enough kids anymore to actually sustain the, the elementary school, which is crazy because there was, you know. How many kids in your class? Probably like 100. Not in my class, in my entire school. Maybe 100, 150. Every class, like there was only one class. There was a kindergarten class, a first grade. There wasn't like multiple classes of each grade. You know, all the fifth graders, all How many the teachers? fourth graders six or seven you know one for each grade wow yeah but it was a cool little school dude you know it's weird to not see it you know open anymore but the the casino helped the natives but it killed the town big time huh, whatever it was a shitty little town <laughs> it just sold some you know some uh nostalgia in my head mm-hmm. because I grew up there for the first 12 yeah, years. Yeah, where I grew up became housing developments and uh, strip malls yeah. instead of cornfields and forests. Yeah. That's progress for you, bro. Just murders everything. Well, that chief uh, Freddy that is Glenn's chief, that's what Glenn's saying. That's what, He's doing Zoom meetings because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Like He's having like Zoom talks. Yeah. And he's always advocating on it that people need to uh, team up in small communities and return to the land. And, like, if you have to go to town and work a couple of days a week, fine. But, like, focus your life on living with the land. Yeah. That's ultimately what I want to do, too, man. Like, once I get, you know, in the next five years or something like that, I get my shit together completely and save up some money and buy another house, you know. And then when I do that, out of town, somewhere on the outskirts, you know. And you'll just put up with an hour commute every day? I'd, yeah. If I can get a piece of land, you know, even an acre, half acre, something like that, just out in the in the rural, you know, out way out, Foster, 222nd or something, halfway to Damascus or halfway to Carver, somewhere out there, because it's still all kind of rural out there. I mean, there's housing developments and stuff, but... What about Baconator area? Uh, oh, no. Malala. I'll never go to fucking Malala, bro. Why? Cause I fucking hate that place. Why? Cause I fucking was there for like the three years, simultaneously the worst and best years of my life. <laughs> so I went to high school, bro. That's what I was saying earlier. That that dude, he's from Malala, and he's like three years younger than me. And I'm like, and I knew some of the kids that were around his age. So I was like, you know this dude, and you know this dude, right? And he's like, yeah. And, and I was like, he's like, I know all those guys you used to hang out with and shit. Like. They were my big brother's fucking friends and shit. And I don't remember his big brother. It sounded familiar, but I don't think I ever met him. You know, there's still enough people in the town where you didn't meet everybody. He's the GC on that job oh. that I met. And fucking gonna give me the job. And he told me, he's like, yeah, man, I'm gonna be moving to this house. It's right here. And I go, I know that's fucking exactly where that is, bro. I used to go up there all the time, man. Fuck party up the up the end of Sawtell. We got a spot up there, man. You get to the gate, psh, bam. Break out the friggin' bolt cutters onto the BLM land, dog. We had a, we had a, dude, bro, bro, Joel, you would have loved this fucking space, dude. We, 
What you'd go up, we'd we'd cut the gate, we'd go up on BLM land on the logging roads and shit. But they were pretty much shut down. They weren't logging up there anymore. And off the side, there's a huge clear cut, and off the side where the trees were, we built a cabin out of old reclaimed friggin' logs. Like hidden? A log cabin, yeah. Like in plain sight. No, no, it was hidden down off the road. I mean, you could see, you know, if you walked up over this little rise, you could see the road. But we were down far enough to where we were in the woods and chilling, dude. We built a cabin. Could helicopters see it? Maybe. I mean, it was surrounded by trees, but. But you got away. We never got fucked with it for years, bro. We built the cabin. Fucking big fire pit. I mean, we went to town making this shit dope, dude, and that's where we'd go and fucking eat acid and fucking fry balls out of our minds and run through the forest, dude. That's what we did up there, you know? That was the spot to go when you were when we were going to be eat a bunch of acid and we needed to be away from and everything. By, and by the end of senior year, your whole school knew about it? No. there was it, The parties did get bigger, but... Like, the clique that I rolled with, we were, like, all the outcasts. I was the wigger, the hippie dudes, the fucking, you know, the weirdos and shit, dude. Like, that was my fucking clique. And so we kept it pretty tight, dude. Yeah. Me and my buddies did the exact same thing. They built it. I wasn't there when they built it. They they made it. It was pretty small, but it had, like, carpeting inside, and it was built yeah. on top of tires. So it was very waterproof. And, uh by the end of our senior year, there were people driving out from the main line, like half hour, forty five minutes to keggers, <laughs> and, and uh, like eight cop cars pulling up with floodlights, just yeah. like sweeping the. Field. We were far like, enough away where we didn't have to worry about any of that shit, dude. There was one time I can remember that a ranger showed up. Yeah, it's BLM land. Like, but they're gonna know. It was only once, dude. In the whole three years we were partying up there, it was a cool ranger. They would fucking shut down. They would shut that. We'd snap the shit, go up there. They'd relock the gate. We'd fucking cut it again. Because they'd, they'd follow the tracks, you know what I mean? Oh, they knew... Dude, if you go up there and even look around, you're not going to have to look around that much to see yeah. a fucking cabin built and shit, right. dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, was a, it wasn't like we fucking put it together with nails and it shit, dude. We built a fucking... the fact that the ranger determined that you weren't a problem, God blessed them, and they let, they let you play. I mean, we were eating a lot of acid out there, so... <laughs> dude, some of the craziest times I ever... Dude... Nobody ever got hurt. This one time, nobody ever got hurt. My buddy did have a bad trip, but that was just fucking him. It happens, yeah. Yeah, it just happens. Um, towards the end, when it did start getting bigger, one time, this... Because so more people started showing up. Of course. And... Because it's paradise. This dude, like, we're partying and shit. And actually, I was getting ready to leave with my other partner, and we were going to go to his house because he had the Fry house. His room was covered in fucking black light posters. It was the chill spot. His parents were cool as fuck, dude. You know, we could party there. So it was like four of us, and we're getting ready to bail. And there had started being some younger chicks around, you know, some fucking 15-year-old chicks and shit. And I can't remember who was fucking with this girl. I don't think it was one of our tight clique. It was just, you know, another dude that showed up. This dude, this girl's dad, shows up in his fucking, you know, and we're mall, bro. This is a fucking hillbilly dog. And his big old F-250 fucking flying out of there, screaming, where's my fucking daughter? We run and jump in my buddy's little, he had a Suzuki fucking, and we all jump in that, we bail How out. How far from the cabin? Right there, dude. 
We'd fucking run. We jump in. She's not with us. We're just leaving. We're like, dude, shit's getting crazy. So here. if a ranger Let's decided leave. to drive on a patrol at night, they would literally come up on a fucking Suzuki Samurai parked next to a cabin in the middle of their area. It's not next to the cabin, but yeah, but yeah, up like, on the road, yeah. Like they would see the Suzuki and then yeah. How do you think we got up there, bro? Then, fucking all kinds of cars. But I'm just saying, like, it there was, was a little pull off that we fucking a parking lot that you could park it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you made it, and it was all big balls because you did. You could have parked it and then had it the cabin. And be a, a mile walk in, and yeah. then you, you, you nobody wins. wanted to do that though. Yeah, you guys were when you're balls. partying, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we bounce out, and the dude thinks that we're taking his daughter and leaving for some reason. That's what happened. Somebody at the party was like, Oh, she went with them because they were hiding her, dude. You know, <laughs> so this dude started chasing us. Where's my baby? <laughs> We're bombing through Malala, my buddy. And, and my he buddy might, is, he might have a shotgun yeah. in his hands for all you. My know. buddy was banging fucking corners in this little samurai dude, just fucking. And we're get, we're all getting ready to go fucking start dropping acid and shit too. Car. We got acid, we got weed, we got fucking all kinds of shit in the car, beer, everything. And now it's a car chase. Car chase. And we get into Malala, and he bangs like three or four corners. Boom, boom. We lose him, and then we and dude, this is crazy. I don't know how. Like we're in the middle of Malala. It's probably like ten in the evening. So. It's dead. So if we would have come across a cop, dude, we would have been fucked. Because we had all this shit on it. They would have pulled us over. The cops were dicks. They hated us. So we got away on that one. That was crazy. Yeah. And, and that's did, the only time they, anything ever got the crazy. the girl caught up with her daddy? I don't know. You never even I don't even know. I don't even remember, dude. You were out of that. Yeah. I was. We ended up in my buddy's house. We dropped a bunch of acid and fucking fried balls, dude. And we're like, can you believe what happened earlier, bro? She was crazy. In high school. Yeah. We were probably like 16. Yeah, I didn't touch anything like that. Like my, That's what I did all my acid, like 15, 16, 17, 18. My friends in high school that were doing crack and blow, I didn't know about it until I was in college. And, you know, I, my, my junior year of college is when my high school friends were admitting to me that they were using back then. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I did blow when I was a teenager. I smoked crack. <laughs> high school. In high school, yeah. Wow. We had a we had a buddy that, that we'd get all of our... This is back when Mexican weed, that's all it was around. And so my partner, he was dealing with this Mexican cat, and we would go and fucking get pounds from him for like fucking 300 bucks or whatever it was. I can't even remember, dude. It was fucking dog cheap. And uh, we'd take it back, you know. It's all brick weed. Break it up. You have to break it up. DC or D-stem it. Anyway. Uh, so we went over to his house one time to fucking hook up, dude, and he was like, he's in the kitchen, bro, trying to fucking cook up some shit. And my, my buddy's uncle from California like was how up old with are us. You? Uh, I don't know, 16, 17. Uh, my buddy's uncle was up from uh, Cali, and he's a Cali Cholo cat, dude, you know, smooth, you know, Mexican player, dude. And fucking Manny's in there trying to rock this shit up, dude. And Felix, he goes, let me get in there, man. Let me get in there. And he fucking bam, bam, bam. He's like, you see how it's swirling around? You see how it's rocking up? You know? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And you had already done blow before that. Yeah, I'd done blow before that. Uh, and then so we rocked it up, dude. And we rolled it up in some woos, some fucking joints. So I've never freebased, like smoked it out of a glass pipe. But I have smoked it in weed. Cocaine and weed in Philly is called a turbo. A joint with blows. Call them woos, call them primos. So, I remember when I smoked that shit, 
it was the most fucking amazing feeling I've ever had in my life. And at that, it actually, it was the next day that I was like, I can never do that again. I can never do that again. Because I woke up in the morning like, you want to get some more of that today? <laughs> like, how many hours did you fuck with it that night? I think we smoked like two or three joints, you know? It wasn't, a, he didn't have a ton, you know? And we then, rocked it up and crushed it up and then rolled it in like three three joints. And but then, when that shit hits you, it's like... And you've seriously stayed away? or Yeah. I smoked it one other time. My buddy, it was when I was uh, living in St. Helens when I had my house out there. And I had a buddy that was uh, into the in the pill game. He used to buy pills for me and shit because I was getting all my pills at that time and I was slanging them. And uh, so he was like, hey, man, come over. You know, I was going to sell him some fucking oxys or whatever. And I went over there. He's like, hey, man, I, I got some rock. You want to smoke? And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> so we smoked it out of a pop can. <laughs> <laughs> but I got fucking wasted, dude. That shit is fucking gangster, bro. That shit is... Whoo! Whoo! So you're probably not done with it. No, I'm done with it, dude. I don't even want to do coke again. I did coke a couple years back, and it was like, okay, this is why I don't do coke anymore. Because I can't recover. It's it's like a two-day... I'm fucked for two days after that, bro. I'm like that with booze. I'm not bad with booze. If I'm drinking fucking liquor, I'm good. If I start drinking beer, it's a different story. I'll get fucked up. Eek. Eek. Or wine. I can't. Wine gives me a hangover. Like a motherfucker, dude. But yeah, I'm cool. I'll fuck with mushrooms. I'll fuck with a little molly. I don't know anything about it. If it comes from the earth. It does. It, it was the human that made it came from car. We're all carbon life forms. I, I really, I've never done heroin. I've never done cocaine. I have done LSD. That's me. You've never done cocaine? No. Nope. I, I thought everybody had done cocaine. Yeah. That's just a coming of age type of tale, bro. It's like... Yeah. I When I was coming of age in high school, or maybe when I had just started college, Len Bias died of cocaine. I remember that. And it was like scared straight kind of shit where I was like, I don't... I don't for a feeling, I don't want to worry about losing my heart. Like, yeah. And then as I got older and I met like people that claim to have like smuggled cocaine for the CIA and planes and shit. Like they're like, it's not addictive and you won't die from it. And uh, so I'm all over the place with it, except for the fact that again, my thing is if it comes from the earth, it's, it's on it the same level. It does come from the earth, bro. Human hands manipulated. <laughs> if human hands manipulated. If you had some, earth, if you got a bag of coca leaves, you'd chew on them. <laughs> Look around my room, dude. It's all man-made shit. I know, bro. You're a dirty hippie. It's all man-made shit in here, dude. Like, if if I start fucking with man-made shit, look at the man-made product, the the cigarette. You know what I mean? I'm a pack a day of a man-made product. It's That's a problem. It's, you know. Quit smoking, Joel. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> You're sucking on a fucking vape product. It'll get me there one of these days. I like smoking heavy metals and shit. So, yeah, you've never done... Have you done acid? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's man-made. At one point, I did it for two weeks straight, and I ended up in jail. That's, like, how I convinced myself to stick with stuff from the earth. I don't know. Yeah, you can keep going back-to-back like that, dude. You just keep taking more. Uh, I guess I... There was, like, weeks where I would do it every other day. Like, go to school, frying balls, which is weird as fuck. Why would you... Why would you want to do that? Cause we fucking we went to alternative school, bro. We didn't give a fuck. I didn't learn anything in high school, bro. Everything that I know, I've learned on my own. 
Like literally by studying history and fucking shit like that. Self-taught. Yeah. Because at that point, we were just... They just needed to keep us corralled somewhere where we weren't out causing trouble. You know what I'm saying? So we'd watch movies and shit. And Would you say just resistant to learning from others? Uh, that was... And I kind of realized this later on in life and when I got into counseling, that was... My whole family was fucked up at that time, dude. Like, that was after my dad had killed himself and that threw my family into kind of a tailspin yeah you were my mom healed from trauma for like two years and then she fucking went off and did her thing and and i was like fuck you i'm out of here at 13 you know i'm gone i ain't fucking with you no more um because everything was fucked up dude you know like everything started going sideways my sister left she went and fucking started living with her best friend and uh so, yeah, you were sorting out who the fuck am I and what am I doing on planet Earth? Well, I just, it, it fucked everybody up, dude. Like, it threw our whole family into a bad space because of what happened, you know? It's, it's a fucking traumatizing thing. Yeah. So, I left and I came back when I was like 15 because I was just sick of living on the fucking streets, dude. I was running out of places to stay. People didn't want me to stay with them anymore because I was a runaway, you know? So, I was staying on the streets and shit and, and I was like, I'm done, dude. I don't care. I'll go fucking deal with the bullshit just so I can, you know have a place to stay so like how old are you talking when that's going down at 14 holy shit i got dude in my seventh grade year for the last three months of the year i got put in in-school suspension i had to sit by myself in a classroom because i used to physically fight with the principal yeah you were losing your fucking mind yeah yeah i, I didn't do that till my 20s the principal um like i used to be for them all the time and he grabbed me and threw me up against a wall one time and uh, I had my brand new starter jacket on, bruh. <laughs> and uh, it was, what was it? Finally got San it. San Jose Sharks one, so it was like blue and looking. And he, you know, I could feel it scratching up against the fucking brick wall. So I kicked him as hard as I could in the balls and dropped him. And then, so they put me on in-school suspension for Did he like bring in a cop months. and shit? Oh, no, it didn't go off like that. But yeah, they were like, dude, you're fucking up. And, uh. So then they let me come back in eighth grade, and in eighth grade, that's when shit started getting really bad with my family and with my mom and shit, dude. So that's when they put me in alternative school, and I was going to alternative school in Oregon City, and I went there for the end of my eighth grade year, and then the start of my freshman year, and then that's when everything got real fucked up, and that's when I ran away, beginning of freshman year. So I was like 14. And you still graduated high school on time? No. No, I got my GED. That was never going to happen, dude. I missed almost all of my freshman year. I went back for three months at the very end. Were you caring about books and stuff while you weren't giving a shit about school, or did you care yeah. about books afterwards? No. I'm... Always. I'm a fucking inquisitive person. I've always been that way, always. dude. I, I want to learn. I want to know more shit. Just when I was younger, bro, like, I was super fucking into just learning whatever I could. Just not on someone else's terms. I had a problem with authority. Yeah. You know, because I was like, uh, if if this can happen to me, then what the, what the fuck, what, what what matters? What matters in the fucking world if you're going to take away the only guy that I've ever known as my fucking dad, you know? What did I do? You look at it that way. You don't look at it, hey, he was fucked up and, you know, he had some issues and he didn't deal with them and that's why, you know, he well, took his own life. You're so lost with the responsibility that's yeah. now on your own shoulders. You blame yourself. You're like, why did I, what did I do? You know, it's it, it doesn't make any sense. But, you, have a, you have a guiding light in your life that's showing you how to be, and then when that's gone, yeah. how do you know how to be? Yeah. 
And so I fucking rebelled, dude. Actually, the first year when we first, my, he died and my mom got with this dude and we moved to fucking in Northeast Portland. Like, it happened all quick, dude. So the place, the only place I'd ever known, the 15 acres in fucking Grand Ron, it's gone. My mom couldn't stay there anymore. It was too hard for her. So we moved to Northeast Portland and I was just such in fucking shock at that point. That year, I just, I did all right. I did good. I fucking went to school. I, you know, I had a best friend, a real good buddy that fucking hung out with all the time. Yeah. And then when I, when, when we moved again after that year, moved again and put me in a new fucking school in seventh grade, that's when shit started getting fucked up. I really started like, uh, this is bullshit. What you're fucking doing to us, you know, I'm sick of it. My mom beat the fuck out of me, dude. That's the day that I left. The day that I left, she hates me to tell this story, too. Do you want to tell it? No, fuck yeah, I'm going to tell it, dude. So, she was dating this dude that I fucking hated, dude. Was he a piece of shit? He was a fucking cocksucker. His name was Robert. He was a biker Texan, which is the worst two fucking combination of people that you could ever have in one person. And at this point, I'm rebelling and shit, too, right? I'm like... Whatever, I'm 13, I'm fucking smoking weed, I got a girlfriend, we're fucking, you know, we're partying. My mom would leave. You were banging at 13. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even kiss the girl. (laughs) I was fucking every day, all day long at 13. (laughs) Dude, my life was fucked up, okay? Fuck. I'm just like, what I'm trying to express to you, I had a fucked up childhood. (laughs) So, we lived in Beaver Creek at this point. My mom had split up with the dude that she got with after my dad died, who I loved. Even when they split up, I stayed in touch with him. He was a good dude. Never tried to be my dad. Never did any of that bullshit. He was a friend to me. Good man. And he was a good man. Whatever happened, my mom, you know, she... Which is a a rare thing these days. Whatever, dude. My mom was like, I can't do it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes and finds this fucking douchebag, you know? I don't know if she was trying to fucking subconsciously fucking punish herself for what Do happened. Do you still hold beefs? or is With my this, mom? Is this guy a dead guy? Oh, this, I don't, dude, he's, I don't give a fuck about him, dude. He's gone this long. It was 20 years ago, dude. This is 25 years ago. But you have no idea where he's at now. No, I could care less. He's a fucking prick. Um, so, where was I at? Oh, yeah. So, my mom would leave for like two weeks and just leave me at the Beaver Creek house by myself. It was a little old farmhouse where you had like five acres of land, you know, and so I would just Fucking have my girlfriend there all, all the time. My best friend there all the time. Just fucking partying, smoking weed. My sister would fucking show up and have parties and shit, dude. So I had been taking care of myself this whole summer, basically, you know, because my mom was off fucking getting it in. And uh, so she shows up one day and she's like, come on, you're going with me. We're going to go stay at Bucket House. And I was like, no, fuck that shit. You know, I've been living here by myself for weeks. I'm not, you know, leave me here. Go. I don't care. Go ahead. Go. And so, at this point, my sister had told her to fuck off and had moved out. She was like 16. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, fuck that. If Emmy can do it, fuck you. I ain't doing it either. And she, was, she flipped the fuck out, bro. And just started beating the shit out of me, dude. And so I was running away from her, you know, because it's your mom. You're not going to hit your mom. And she, I go to run out the, the front door. We had a big old fucking, big old solid core farm door, dude, farmhouse door. And as I'm running, she grabs the handle and slams it in my head right here. Ah! And it drops me, and I roll off the, I roll off the front porch. <laughs> and then she comes in. I'm in the front yard, dude, and she, she runs up and starts putting the boots to me, bro. She stomped me the fuck out. So finally, and my best friend's there witnessing the whole fucking thing, dude. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> so... 
She stomps me out. I finally get up and get away from her, and I ran down the road, dude, barefoot down the fucking road and bloodied my feet up and shit to get away from her. And uh, so my best friend, he's like, what the fuck, you know? He calls his mom, hey, will you come pick us up? And so I went and lived with him for a while. But then, you know, people aren't going to let you live there, you know, fucking... Was she, like, coming by that dude's house trying to get you to come home? No. She was like, fuck you. I filed a runaway report. Fuck you. <laughs> but my my buddy's mom and dad were taking care of me for a while. But, I mean, you know, it's only... I lived with them for a few months, you know. How long before you patched it up with her? Patched it up with her? What do you mean by that? <laughs> what, I, I went mean, back? Yeah, I know you love her, you know what I mean? Like... No, it, that's, it's all, that's all, it, none of this means, that's why I can laugh about it, dude, it's because it's like, it means nothing to me. I love my mom with all my fucking heart, dude, she's a great lady. But, like, how many years were you separated, like, on that, like? So, that was the beginning of freshman year, so I bounced out. I even tried to go to school, dude, for a while, because I was living at my buddy's house, We he went to school with me, so we'd just wake up in the morning and go to school. And then, you know, shit fell out with his parents, so I ended up dropping out of school. And I'd live here and there and here and there. And uh, they wouldn't let me keep going to school if I didn't have a place to live. Because I was, crazy a, I was a runaway. Yeah. So The uh, people who need it the most yeah. <laughs> can't go because they need a government yeah. freaking address for a file. So I went from person to person to person to person to person. Let's just, let me make that very clear. Yeah. So what you're saying is, is that homeless youth in America cannot legally go to school because they have to have an address yeah. to put down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, so I moved from place to place. There was nights where I had to stay, you know. Thankfully, the only times I really had to stay outside where it was still warm. There was a couple nights where I got rained on and shit, but, you know, it was mostly in, like, September. And At, like, how old? Like, 15, 14. Fuck that. <laughs> Oh, dude. Partially by choice because you're a wild child. Partially because you were held, dealt a shit stick and you'd rather live like there was, that. There was, a, yeah, things were fucked up at that point. So, this, <laughs> I was staying, I had left my buddy's house and I was staying with my other buddy, Corey, at his parents' house. And we were out fucking around one night and uh, these kids, these guys called the cops on us, right? So... They pull up, and they're like, you're a runaway, so they take me to jail. And I had just dropped acid before that. So I'm sitting in the police station, and they call my mom to come get me. She sends fucking Robert to come get me. <laughs> the fucking dude I hate more than anything, right? So I sit at the cop shop, until, and the acid's kicking in, right? And he shows up, and I'm like, fuck you, dude. I ain't going with you, and I just bounced. You know, I just left. And so I tried to go back to my buddy's parents' house, and they're like, no, we can't. You know, you're a runaway. You got to get your stuff and go, you know. We're sorry. I, I, we can't take the chance. We can get in trouble. Yeah, we're know? not harboring a fugitive. Yeah. They're like, we love you, but, you know, we, we can't have you here. And uh, so I called my buddy that lived in northeast Portland, and he was like, just come out, bro. And the acid's kicking in and all this shit, dude. So I get on the bus, and I ride out, the bus out to northeast Portland. It took me like an hour and a half or something. And by this time... It's midnight, one o'clock, and the buses didn't run past that. So I get let off as far as the bus will take me. It won't take me all the way to my buddy's house. So it's like another 30 blocks, dude. And so I'm like thinking I got to walk. So I, I 
get on the payphone. I call him and I'm like, hey, man, the bus doesn't take me all the way down there. You know, I'm going to walk. It's going to be like another hour before I get there, dude. And he's like, and his mom gets on the phone. She's like, baby, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't have you here. You know, I love you, but, you know. So I'm in a phone booth in Northeast Portland in the hood <laughs> at like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, 14, frying balls, 14, 14 years, years old. And this year, and, and this, and this year is like fucking. 90, 90, this would be 93, 94, yeah. So, it, there's shit going off in Portland. Yeah, this is when it was hood. So, when I had gotten off the bus, there was a guy at the payphone. And, in fact, I even thought, I think I borrowed the money from him to make the phone call. And and he was fucking mulling around and shit. And uh, it was like at a corner gas station. And... Uh, so he sees me, I'm fucking, I'm basically crying my eyes out in the fucking shit, you know, in the fucking phone booth. Sobbing, I'm yeah. sure. Frying balls, sobbing. And he comes up and he was like, hey man, I'm just going to let you know, I live up the street. If you need a place to crash tonight, whatever, you know, I'm right down here. I'm, I, it's the red house right down here. So I'm like, thanks, man, but no. And I'd like to wear but, leather. Thanks, but no thanks, because exactly, <laughs> motherfucker, you ain't raping me, you know. He was a hippie-ish kind of cat, dude. And so I fucking sat in this phone booth for like another hour, hour and a half, like just curled up in a little ball, you know, fucking hating life. And I finally said, you know what? Fuck it. If I get raped, I get raped. He was a nice guy, right? And I showed up at the dude's house and it was him and his old lady and they got me fucking ripped. They got me baked. They took care of me while I was frying. Let me sleep there. Did you tell them you were driven? Yeah. <laughs> So they took care of me, dude. You know, I finally fell asleep at like 4 o'clock in the morning. They let me sleep all day. I woke up, and he was gone, and his old lady was there, and she was like, hey, you want me to get something to eat? That's some psychedelic be okay. magic right there, dude. Yeah. You, and, got, uh, you, got some, you got some trip shepherds. Yeah, because it would have been a bad me. night, bro, if yeah. I would have had to yeah. stay frying balls and freaking out. And, yeah. In a fucking phone booth in the yeah. hood. In it North turned East into Park. a growth experience from a hell. <laughs> Do you have a crazy LSD experience where something in the real world happened that was just amazing while tripping? I have a pretty good one. Just to interrupt you. I don't think so. Most of my shit's always been shit I thought that I saw. <laughs> but that's like a real world example of something that really happened that's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. That'd be about the closest thing. All right, I don't want to stop your story, though. I don't know. What, what was the chances of that happening, right? Fuck. thought for sure I was going to get a finger in my butthole or something, dude. Have to suck some dude's dick for a fucking place to stay. So how did you roll out of that? You lived on the street for a while? Yeah. Yeah, that was when I actually had to stay on the streets for a little while. And that's when you find out what PCP is and heroin. And no, I never fucked with any of that shit when I was younger, dude. On the street? What the fuck were you doing? Drinking? Smoking weed and drinking. Yeah, eating acid, maybe do some coke, whatever, little shit. Were you spanging? What were you doing for money? Um, I had worked for a guy that I knew, and he had given me a bunch of money. He gave me like a couple hundred bucks. And uh, so I would beg, you know, when fucking I didn't have money, shit like that, whatever. You know, I found ways to get money. I'd steal. For, for beer and weed and food. Yeah, I'd steal. Dumpster you know. dive. I, the thing is, is I was always had homies that were around that I could go kick it with. 
you know. Like five finger discount, or did you have? Hustles? Oh yeah, I steal and all kinds of shit, dude. Did you have any? I steal hustles? money from people. I steal money from parent from parents and fucking people that I stayed with. Like and shit. jack them, like they knew you were doing it to them, like rob them, or like just. No, I just you know if I there's a money laying around or you know fucking I'd snatch the money. I I'd fucking live it on the streets. Dude. Tip, typical addict shit. But I wasn't an addict. Well, you were drinking. It wasn't like an everyday, all day fucking thing, dude. I've never been a big drinker. Really? Yeah. I think it's not my thing, dude. I couldn't go to sleep without it by the time I was 21. Yeah, it's not, it's never been my thing. It fucking runs too deep in my family, dude. For it, for it to not be an issue, that doesn't make sense. No, that's why I fucking, it, it's just it's never been my thing, I guess, though, either, you know? Opiates are my thing. That's why I get how that from my do, father. How often do you drink, John? Once every couple months, once every month, maybe. Really? Yeah. I'll have a bottle. It'll sit on my fridge for a month, dude. And you won't have like a beer or two at the end of the day's work. I don't order. drink beer. Good for you. I man. got my own vices, dude. You know, I'm not saying I'm any better than anybody else. It's, I know. Everybody's got their own things that they do. So that's why I tease you and call you Captain Kratom. You hate it, but <laughs> you probably just grabbed some when you went to get your water bottle. That's what I was thinking. I was like, why does he give a shit about a water bottle? He's probably got... Because I knew you weren't going to have nothing to fucking drink, and I was going to need some water. Water bottle of Kratom. Drink your fucking seltzer water. Because I got fucking parched the last time we were up here. I got iced tea, I got watermelon, I got plain, and I got lemon lime bubble water. What what should I get for John next time? I'm cool, bro. Just regular water. Just Yeah, I don't need anything special. Spring water. Give me a fucking Coke or something. Coca-Cola. Fucking soda. Right. Some soda in this bitch. I avoid it because I'm fat. I'm getting there, dude. So, did you ever tell why the dick's a dick in that story? Did you ever get to the punchline of why that guy's such a fucking oh, asshole? Oh, okay. So, fast forward to, like, uh-huh. April of 94. Maybe... I had, I had gone to see my mom on Christmas of 93. I hadn't seen her in a long time, and I went to see her. And now how old are you? I fucking hitchhiked. Same. I was still 14. I hitchhiked out to Malala from Oregon City to go see her, and I got there, and it was a shit show. And the dude was fucking... He was just a big old hillbilly cocksucker motherfucker. I had a bad attitude, thought he was a shit. Treat my mom like shit. Probably drinking. Drinking, alcoholic, you know. So I was like, fuck you. I was there for like five minutes. I didn't see my mom in a couple months. You're like, this is why I left, motherfucker. Fuck you. So I left and I went back and I fucking, you know, kept it going for as long as I could. And I just finally got fed up. I was like, I can't keep fucking doing this shit, dude. You know, like I don't have nowhere to stay. Uh, I'm getting sick of fucking living on the streets, you know. Even my grandma wouldn't let me stay with her, dude. My fucking grandma. <laughs> Why? Because you were drugging. No, I wasn't, dude. Why would she not let you? Because she fucking said that she couldn't fucking enable me to fucking just do whatever I wanted or some shit, dude. You know? I wasn't drugging, bro. Back when I was a teenager, I was a weed head. I didn't get into harder drugs till I was like 15, 16. I was still 14, bro. Till your grandma said no. Yeah. So I finally was like, fuck it, I'll go back. And that's when I finally went back and went back to school in Malala at the alternative school. 
and I met a dude that had just showed up at the same time as me, and we were both from out of town, da 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 da, so we clicked up, and we ended up being really good friends, and we were fucking good friends for years and years. Not anymore, though. I could be wrong, but I feel like this started with you specifically wanting to explain what kind of an asshole this guy was. Like, well, he's a Texan biker. That's what kind of an is asshole Is there like is. a specific... Okay, I'll tell you a story. I felt like that's where you were headed with so it. So I was living there. We, I'd been living there, going to school and shit, and shit, it just progressively got worse and worse, dude. How? And my mom was a fucking raging alcoholic, too, at this point. I mean, don't, you know. Everything was fucked up. My parents, too. But... I just, I had a place to live. I'd go to school. I was never at that house. I was always at my homies, dude. Kicking it with my friends. My parents with my were friends. very functional alcoholics. But yeah, they still had jobs and shit, but they were horrible fucking. Anyway, so. It's like fucking 10 o'clock. I love I... you for not raising your kids that way, John. Just so you know. <laughs> having Told them you, raised bro. that way. Yeah. And knowing that you were, I know you. I've had my as issues, As a father bro. and. Nobody's perfect, nobody's yeah. perfect, but like the fact that you chose to not be a drinking parent, like from my heart to yours, like that's right on, man. I had my own issues. It's not fucking, yeah. you know. But I'm just playing. saying, though, like that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. At least I was only fucked up for like three years <laughs> and then I got my shit together. Uh, so it's like 10 o'clock one night. He comes home from the bar. My mom's already fucking asleep. And then, of course, I hear him fucking going at it. Da, 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 screaming and shit, right? At your mom? They were screaming back and forth at each other. Like he woke her up and yeah. fucking... Yeah. Oh. And we lived in a single wide trailer. So it was my room, and then you go out, and there's a hallway about that wide, and it went all the way back to their room. So I heard I heard him fucking be like, bitch, eh, and fucking I heard my mom hit the floor. So, and this motherfucker was big, dude. He was like 6'2". Big old hillbilly fucking, right? So I, I hear I hear that, and I hear my mom crying. And I fucking flew out of this fucking door, and I saw him, and he's standing over. And so I run at him as fucking hard as I can, dude. 14? And I jump. I was probably like 15 at this point. And, dude, I was, in, I was like a buck fucking 25 at that point, bro. I was little. And I ran, and I fucking Superman punched the shit out of him, and he wasn't ready for it. And I clocked him, bro, fucking clean. And dropped on top of him on the bed and fucking went off, bro. Yeah. And I was just beating his fucking face. You had the gifts of the gods. Screaming and fucking, I, don't you ever fucking touch my mom again, motherfucker, you know? And uh, so fucking, yeah, after that, everything fucking calmed down and shit. And, and that was, it wasn't too long after that that we pin, left. He didn't pin you down and no, fucking whoop He didn't you? fuck with me, dude. I've, he was shit, if he wouldn't have been shit face, like really shit face, he would have fucking killed me, dude. Because he was a big dude. Would it be in shit-faced? I would he was fucking barely... He could barely stand up, dude. So you won the fight? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. In any other fucking circumstance, he would have murdered me, dude. But he was fucking so fucking trashed that when I caught him, because I caught him clean... And honestly, that's exactly what he did to your own mother. Yeah. So fuck him, fuck yeah. him, fuck him. Exactly. I, 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 it was all a perfect fucking storm of events where I jumped in the air... And fucking hit him so clean, yeah. you know, and dropped him and ended up on top of him and just fucking bashed his face in like five, six times. And then he was so fucked up, I got up off of him and fucking, you know, and then my mom was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and we left. <laughs> and shit wasn't any better for a while after that either. 
but it was just me and her. <laughs> we moved into a one-bedroom apartment, and I lived in the fucking dining room. I had one of those fucking, a uh, fucking Oriental fucking folding things that fucking you know, it's like a the wall thing, you know. That was my bedroom, <laughs> and that's when I was just like, "Fuck it, I don't care anymore. I'm just gonna get fucked up, have fun." And you were jealous, Emily, too, because she was old enough to bail. Yeah, I was. I was like, "Fuck, she was gone," you know. Yeah, with me, it was like, my, I never once witnessed my father be physically violent with my mother, but I was raised knowing that he was a killer in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And um, he had no problem fucking whooping my ass. Like, like the, the story like that, for me, is that he had me pinned down, like, both my arms pinned down underneath his knees. He's on top of me, clubbing me open, fisted in the face. And his, like, huge college ring, his signet ring, is, like, <laughs> bruising my freaking eyeballs. And my mom's dragging him off of me. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you, you, that's how you lose a relationship with a child is all I can say. I never had anything like that. I mean, my mom put the boots to me, but that's different. But I never like, had a man really fucking, you know. But it's like that that man there lost his relationship with you and your mom because of yeah. that. And, and, you know. I mean, it was coming to an end anyways, but that was the final straw. I was like, if you fucking stay with this motherfucker, I swear, I'll leave again. That's exactly where I was at. Yeah. It's liquor is always the root of all that shit. Yeah. It's the root. So we left, but nothing changed, you know. Uh, so that's when I was just like, fuck it, bro. I'm how gonna long, do all the drugs. How long ago did she find this dude that, that is a good man? Fuck, they've been together for 20 years, dude. And I was about 20. Yep, 2021. 20, and it, yeah, he's the best thing that's ever happened to her, bro. He's the fucking best dude in the world. Seriously. He's an amazing fucking guy, man. I'm so happy my mom found him, you know. Yeah. And I get along real well with him, you know. One of some of the, that's one of the reasons I'm going to fucking miss going to New Mexico, dude, is because me and my stepdad would fucking sit out on the back porch. Where are they going now? I don't know. They're leaving New Mexico? They're selling the house, and they're going to fucking strike out, get rid of all their shit. And my mom, she's 70 years old. Why do you want to fucking just fire sale all the shit you've accumulated over your life? You guys bought this piece of property, built this house, made it exactly the way you want it, and now you're just going to fucking... In the middle of a pandemic. You're just going to go? You're just going to sell it? Where are they going to go? She says she wants to fucking maybe settle down in Colorado, but they're just going to drive and fucking live on the road for a while. In an RV? Yeah. They have one? Yeah. I'm just like, Jesus... Look at that smoke, dude. How cool is that? John, can you see that? In the beam of light, does it look cool where you're at? It's right in my eye. From where I'm at, dude, it's amazing. It's like a light show. Why do you have a carb on your fucking bowl, dude? Well, I had them custom make it for me, dude. I love it. There's one over there that doesn't have a carb in it if you prefer it. But yeah, you, uh, can, you can kick the legs up on that too. Well, I'm good. Um, yeah, that's fucking. I'm gonna miss sitting on the back porch. Fucking, there's no fucking barely any lights down there, so you can see that the sky is fucking bright and beautiful. And you know, sit on the back porch and smoke bowls and fucking talk shit with my parents, dude. I love that shit. I mean, they were only there for a year or two, right? No, they've been there for seven years. <laughs> 
you feel like they tried to pull off the Airbnb thing and it just didn't work out? Or No, that's not... They were just fucking Airbnb of their fucking teepee. That's it. They didn't fucking Airbnb their house. I told... I said, hey, why don't you fucking Airbnb it? If you guys want to travel and do whatever, you know, all they have to worry about is the taxes on the house. It's not like fucking they have a house payment or anything. They don't? No. They bought that property fucking outright and built the house all on their own. I mean, they got debt. That's just like fucking anybody. But, <coughs> you know, they don't have a house payment. No. I don't know, man. My advice to my mom is whatever's the most fun. You know, do whatever you want that is fun. You know, don't make it a chore. I, I mean, I get if they want to travel and have fun and do shit. That's fine. But I just don't see why you would want to give up this place that you built to be exactly what you wanted. I thought you guys were going to live here for the rest of your life, you know? Is that what they said when they built it? Oh, well, that's what I imagined. I mean, they might they might just want to flip it and fucking... Oh, they'll, if they sell it, they're going to fucking make a bunch of money. <coughs> so they might want to spend a month in Jamaica or a year in fucking some Caribbean I don't know. My stepdad's been talking about traveling fucking Europe, and I'm like, do it. Airbnb the house and do it, you know? We talked about that because I've been going down there for the past three years. So yeah. a couple of years ago, he was like, I, I want to, you know, go travel before we get too much older. You know, he's 73. And uh, I was like, do it. You could rent that freaking house for people that want to be in Santa Fe, around Santa Fe, for 2200 three grand a month, dude. And that's all just thank you. It's all profit. Yeah. And you guys could be in fucking Portugal or wherever the yeah. fuck you want. They were talking about, I mean, this is, here's the thing. There's, they always have some fucking harebrained scheme because that's just the way my stepdad is, dude. He's always, well, let's move to Hawaii. Fuck it. Oh, we were, they were going to move to Belize for a while, dude. They were going to Belize a bunch. And then they were going to move down there and buy a place. But that didn't, that didn't happen. And then, you know, my stepdad lived in Hawaii for like 12 years and he wants to go back to Hawaii. And they want to go fucking, they were like, my mom called me one day and was like, hey, I have a question for you. And I was like, yeah, what's up? She's like, if uh, we bought a little B&B in Portugal, would you go with us? <laughs> and I was like, fuck it, why not? <laughs> fuck yeah, I'll go with you, you know? So there's always some scheme. So I just, I figured that, you know, that this wasn't going to fucking actually go through. But they seem pretty fucking intent on doing it, dude. Yeah, well, if they're, you got to look at it this way. If they're going, if they're thinking that they're going traveling in Europe... And they want to liquidate their holdings here when they go. Then they might be thinking that they want the freedom to not come back. But you're not going to be able to do that right now, anyway. And who knows when you are going to be able to do that? So, you know, they don't want us anywhere right now, bro. Mexico. They should go to the bottom of Mexico, ride out the pandemic, and fucking Puerto Vallarta. I'm not sure Mexico man. wants us in there, dude. Yeah, it's like the only place it does. They'll let us in. Do you mind if I smoke? Go ahead. I'm fuck your house, bro. I don't know. You ask me if you want to smoke. Thanks, bro. So, um, I don't know, man. There's something about, there's something about men. It's like, we don't really need to exist. Like women, women create life, you know, like we're, we're the, we're the, we're the bumblebee with the stinger that's out there fucking looking for fucking flowers. And we're the one that fucking everybody has to worry about getting stung by. Because mm -hmm. we're like the problem. You know, dudes are the problem. Usually. Because 
when women are the problem, they're, they're usually better at being problems than men are. Oh, women are definitely better at, uh, at everything. I always said this, uh, if you're going to piss somebody off, piss a dude off, cause he might whoop your ass, but you heal from that. Yeah. A woman will fuck your life up forever. I will be diabolical I, and fucking hatch a scheme to fuck you over, dude. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> They're say, vindictive as fuck. I would say to lovers, please do not try to destroy my soul. <laughs> like, yeah, but that goes back to you being a cuck, bro. Hold on. You already said I'm not a cuck. You're a sub. a sub. Thank you. But you are kind of a you cuck. You just want to call me a cuck. <laughs> I don't want any, It's a fun word. I don't want any <laughs> cocks near my lover. You fucking liberal cock, Joe. I don't, I don't want any cocks near my lover except mine. Does that make me a cock? I don't think so. But I'm not alpha. I'll give you that. Fucking beta. You're a beta. That's what I love about you, Joel. <laughs> I need some of that cheddar. The garage doors, they need to be done. <laughs> I do. Dude, that product is fucking amazing, bro. That we used on the, I think the pool house. Customers, bro. That was all me. That fucking. That, that was brand new product. That was money, bro. What was that, like 80 something or 100 or something for a gallon? I forget. I didn't think it was going to act like it did being a waterborne varnish. But, whoo! That shit was money to spray, dog. And that nightmare decorator's like, is there any way we can get a sheen lower? <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, it's a set, and second of all, there's no such thing as a flat, clear. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. It'd have to be like foggy, milky, you know. That thing turned out nice, though, man. It turned out real nice. Ton of work in that thing, huh? Yeah, library turned out good. Dude, you gotta look at how cool this fucking smoke looks. I can see it from right here. You can see the side view of it? Not like the side the, view. You know what I mean? Like, oh, peel. okay, yeah, I see. Oh my god. It's like a light show. It's because of the hash. Oh, your vape. That's what's doing it. <laughs> fucker. You have talked about politics this episode. That's amazing. <laughs> we just talked about I mean, my horrible fucking talk about? I know it's the same shit over It's there. either going to be one fucking old yeah. fucking Alzheimer's patient or the other Exactly Pro-corporate Yeah Nothing's going to change In fact it's probably going to get worse Pro-cop, pro-military, pro-corporate But yeah, it's funner talking about my fucked up childhood <laughs> No, I mean you definitely have quite the childhood my mother when i would threaten i would be like i want to go i want to leave my mom would be like i'll pack your bags and i'd be like all right and then she'd fucking get down like a suitcase and like what do you want and she'd pack it all up and buckle it up and i'd walk down to the sidewalk and i'd just stand on the sidewalk like what do i do now <laughs> where am i going yeah shit was just so bad for me i was like i can't for a time being, I can't go back, dude. You know, I had to actually get fed up with fending Wait, for myself. When your mom's in a situation like that, I would guess not knowing her. I don't even think I ever even met her. No. But I would guess 
that back then, having suffered the tragedy of, of losing her man, that she was more concerned with having a man as yeah. something of to, to anchor she her, wasn't concerned about me at to that anchor time. her existence on yeah not you yeah. not being mom exactly that's exactly what it was and that's a tragedy but i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't even blame her though i don't uh well see that's the point kind of you know like you're asking if i was mad at her or whatever if i hadn't resolved that with her and to me i think about it and laugh about it but she doesn't she it it fucking it hurts her, yeah. And she won't talk about it. I'll be like, hey, remember when you stomped me out in the yard? That shit was funny, right? <laughs> and she's like, don't. She's, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't know if she... She still doesn't really take accountability for shit. But at this point, I've dealt with my shit. And I don't... I've forgiven her. And, and she's a wonderful lady, dude. She is. We had... My mom is had a fucking... A four or five year lapse where she wasn't the best mom in the fucking world. And that's it. You know? And she doesn't want to dwell on it, you know? She wants yeah. to be, like, where she's at. But I'm like, hey, it's it's cool. I can talk about it. I can... Well, you're twisted, though. Yeah. You, you, well, she raised me. <laughs> I mean, she's the person that raised me pretty much, you know? I don't know. I, I think it's just too, you know... Do you get the um, lineage to John Wesley Harding through your mom or your dad? Through my dad. The Hardens. Yeah, um, yeah. There's no, there's no G on the end of the actual dude. That's a, that's the grandma that wouldn't let me stay with her, Joanna. My, my real father's parents. How was she related to him? Do you know? Uh, well, it would have been through my grandfather, because he was the Harding. She was a Kraxbaga, Kraxbaga, fucking German. I went to a college with a, I was in Marine ROTC on the drill team with this dude from Vermont who you could be his cousin as far as the way your face looks. <laughs> he, um, he was raised really religious Christian and then in, in college he got drunk for the first time, became a bit of an alcoholic and, uh, became fucking obsessed with Anne Rice Vampire Chronicles. Oh, jeez. And became convinced he was a vampire. Did you start dressing like it? Pretty much. <laughs> like, it was his favorite. Ha Halloween was his favorite, you know? Tommy Lestat. Yeah, so that all continued for... till I was like... Oh, yeah, here's here you go. Here's a whole weird another twist. So all that time, she was fucked up, 15, 16... I gave up. I was just partying, eating acid all the time. Fucking, you know, uh, school was just a place I went, so I had somewhere to go during the day. Were you skateboarding? What was your no. pastime? Oh. Getting high with my homies, eating acid. I didn't have a pastime, bro. My life was shit. You know what my pastime was when I was fucking a teenager? Getting pussy, dude. That's all I cared about. You were just chasing girls. I would fucking... That's all I did, bro. There was not a time. Like high school girls or homeless girls? Yeah, all high girls. school girls. I'm, well, I'm in high school, bro. But you weren't. I still fucking... You still meet the other girls around. You know. You meet them at parties and shit, even though... And yeah, I... Dude, I fucking dated this chick that went to alternative school with me. We'd go to my house at lunch and fuck, dude. Like, every day. Wow. Because we got to leave campus. And I lived right, like, five minutes. You go five minute walk from the school. So, yeah. It was horrible. I got some really good stories when I was growing up, dude. <laughs> Fuck. 
sometimes I look back on it. my life, bro. Like I think I should make my life into a movie. It's fucking crazy. I don't know what the through line would be, but I'd have to figure out like an actual Creator. way to plot it. Right now, the through line is, is... I'm talking about growing up, though. Parenthood and Kratom. I have to, I have to think about it, how I'd uh, actually make a plot for it. But just uh, the amount of fucking crazy shit that happened to me when I was fucking growing up, dude, is ridiculous. How exposure to paint toxins, ganja, and Kratom fucking changed your life. Got me to the place I'm at right now. Yeah. The fucking success story. <laughs> I am right now. How's that? Uh, did you beat that control video game that you liked? Uh, I, uh, there's like three or four bot. You can beat the game, and there's still bosses and shit you have to go back and defeat. Do you get the free now games? What? Oh, uh, X- yeah, Xbox gives you games. I thought you had PS. No. But PlayStation Sun should let me borrow your PlayStation one of these days. Did you have God of War or something? I got it, yeah. Fuck, dude. You gotta let me borrow it. <laughs> I have, um, I'm afraid to, to fall in love with it. I, I want to have a life. I'm thinking about once the new one comes out, I'm going to buy the new Xbox just because I've had Xboxes for the last 10 years. You're down to drop like close to a grand when it's all said and done. It's only going to be about 500 bucks. Plus, you're going to need fucking this and that and this and that. But here's the thing with the Xbox. Everything is going to be backward compatible, so all the games I own and everything will still be playable on the new one. It'll just run better, faster, better graphics shit. If Yeah, if, if I were you, I would hold off until I had a woman and a life before I upgraded to the fucking thing that's keeping you away from a woman and a life, you know? Oh, my God. Because Where are you supposed to meet women, bro? I don't know where I'm going to meet women. I mean... I mean, it's not like I try or put any effort into it, but where am I going to meet a woman? <laughs> I don't know, but it can happen. Uh, I don't know, man. Shit is. Uh... But they don't like they don't like a dude that's a gamer. Like they they like oh, a dude with a life. Man. They like a dude with a life, unless they're a gamer. I have a life, dog. It's not the only thing that I do. I know, but I I'm, like the outsides and stuff I'm just too. Just saying, as far as the next level one for close to a grand, I'm saying like just. It's only going to be like five hundred bucks. And fortunately, I make good money now. And your TV's not going to fucking be able to show how good it is. No, well, I got a new TV. Money. Yeah, but... TV's only a year old. They're, they're going to say that they will need fucking some fucking shit. I'm not going to buy a new TV. This is the whole, it's the whole rat race you're jumping in. You're going to have... Oh, so it, I'm not allowed to have some fucking... Uh, a few materialistic items, motherfucker shit. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I had to have it. Like, I, I got it. Yeah. I got. I Don't got, you fucking shame me, motherfucker. I got every bag of tricks we're talking about. <laughs> And the VR. Yeah, yeah, the VR too. <laughs> and I'm afraid to touch it because if I start liking it, like I'm unplugging, like we'll never see you again. Yeah, be stuck in the fucking matrix. Yeah, I spent like six years of my life in the world of EverQuest. It's called. Oh, yeah. It's called Norath. Yeah. Yeah. I know EverQuest. MMOs. The thing about like MMOs and online games like that, like, and the same with any game, dude. Is I just get bored of it. You know, like I can't put all that time. Like I played Destiny Two for a while, which I is that. A, yeah, you know, well then you know what it is. No, it's I don't. A, know. I've never played it. It's a first-person MMO, open world, open world MMO. You know, loot grind, fucking game, bosses and raids and shit like that. But it's all first-person shooter. So I grinded on that for a while, and you just do the same raids. You're, you're, you want to get the next gear drop that's better than the one you got. You want to get your numbers up and all that, you know. Get that gun with that roll of stats on it, because that's the one you want for your build and shit like that. And 
sooner or later, I'm just like, fuck, I'm ready to go on to something else. Like, I pimped my yeah. character out. I got him pretty dope. And then it just, you know. And it takes up a lot of space on my fucking hard drives. And Me, thing. I think it was like 99, and I got I had to get my wisdom teeth pulled, which I still don't think I did. I don't think that people should get their wisdom teeth pulled. Well, but I, um, I knew I was gonna be I knew I was gonna be hurting for like a week at least, yeah. and I wasn't probably gonna want to be up on ladders painting, mm-hmm. and probably on pills. So on a whim, I bought um, like the Plains of Power or Scars of Velius. I don't know, some like third or fourth expansion. Yeah. And I logged into that thing and it was like 14 bucks a month. And I was like minimum four hours, usually minimum eight hours, up to 20 hours a day, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I lived that game and I had, I resisted for the for the first couple years, I would only do text chat, mm-hmm. but I ended up getting into such levels of raids where I was like one of the top 10 rangers on the server where they were like, you have to get in voice chat. Yeah. To, discord like download yeah. this fucking program uh-huh. or you can't fucking do this yeah and uh so then i ended up getting involved in like talking to people from all over the world like you know up to 72 man raids mm-hmm. and um it was i picked chose the role-playing server so like a lot of the people that i was friends with for like six years i only knew them as their character yeah. in the game what was your character half elf ranger so did you, did you have fucking magic and shit too yeah, I had all kinds of magic. What up? You want to join us? Yeah, we're gonna we'll join you for a few minutes. All right, please grab Aww. seats back there. Do you want me to turn that mic on? I'd love uh, to grab you guys too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, we were just talking about our addictions to video games. So thank you for rescuing us from a boring topic. <laughs> Is there anything you want to talk about? <laughs> no, but what is it? Yeah, what is it? happening is there people there no 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 this is no one's ever going to hear this unless you listen to it afterwards and you say okay i want people to hear it Um, we're just recording it for ourselves yeah but oh, there's not a, we're not we're not live. People out there? No, 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 no like no, a no, rainbow no. conference call. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I'm scared of that stuff. Oh. So there's a studio, full studio here. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. That's wild. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even chat about something. Yeah, I see the word podcast. I just thought it was like a live stream. On. Think really of it. it we could live stream. Think huh? of it as um POD play on demand. So it's like a radio show that you can play whenever you want on demand. Cool. Yeah, I listen to them all the time. Every day. We're blue collar, and when we're on construction sites, everybody has hard hats on with a Bluetooth, and they're listening all day to whatever shows they like. Yeah. You know. Joe it's Rogan. real individualized. It's probably good if you, like, you're losing your memory. You can go back and think about what you were thinking about yesterday. Everybody has some really brilliant <laughs> insight. Oh, right? You don't have to write it's it down. It's fun to listen to it back, for it. sure. You can yeah. play, rewind it and listen to absolutely absolutely but I'm, when we're at work they're listening to stuff that people put up onto the internet they're listening to actual shows that are produced like there's all different kinds yeah there's tons of there? there's tons and tons those, sir. yeah yeah they're, yeah, they're, they're awesome a lot of them were individualized a couple months ago the sailing peep just just a couple's life on their boat is that what it is a podcast yeah or whatever your whatever discussion is it could be about mm-hmm. black lives matter it could yeah. be about other things going on in our world or what so we have to So if you pu- if you publish it then and you want to you yeah. can type in the word keywords and pull up what Yes, yeah. I actually paid because I I only have one episode up so far and I might end up 
changing it and and putting up a different one instead i'm, I'm learning how to do it yeah. but i paid like a hundred or a hundred and ten dollars and for a year i can upload as many as i want and I can tell like Google Podcasts and Apple iTunes and Spotify and Pandora. I can tell all those companies, hey, if anybody searches for mine, yeah. here's where it is. Yeah. And unlimited people can just download it, download it, download it, download it. Do you make money from this? Uh, no, I, I, I'm not running any advertisements or anything. Oh, but people can do that. Hopefully, yeah. at some point, maybe. Yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> maybe someday yeah. I'll ask people. Start if getting wanna... big, and then you know people start uh, giving you. See it kind of like a talk a sponsorship or something like that. Yeah. Oh, Fifty yeah. years later, and we do it. You know, it's not you're not watching a boot yeah. necessarily. It's, yeah, you're in a living room. And you could be anywhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. Playing, or There's, I mean, everybody, everybody does a podcast. Oh, it's a new <laughs> world, isn't it? Like, there's, I I listen to, I've been listening to podcasts for a couple years now, and there's probably thirty or forty that I'm actually following, like when a new one comes out, I, I know that it comes out because I'm I'm tracking it. And uh I listen to everything from from Dominatrix women that are talking about sexuality to psychedelic like there's this woman, a doctor, I don't remember what her name is. I can show you, but her podcast is called Future Primitive. I sent Glenn a link. And she was doing LSD with Timothy Leary. Like, she's... Cool. I think her name's Dr. Cole Marta, maybe. Um, but she's a brilliant uh, elder stateswoman of the psychedelic experience in, in the Western world. And, and she's... Every week, she'll have someone on. She'll, she'll talk about her experiences from the past. She'll talk about now. And, and it's just like... Are you familiar with that actor, Rain Wilson, from The Office? He was Dwight Schrute, this real like goofy Germany dude, dude that was on this comedy show, The Office. Well, it turns out in real life he is a um, Baha'i, so he has a Baha'i podcast where every week he's talking about that faith. And there's a Ram Das one. Up until he passed away, there was even like oh, he wow. he would occasionally be on it, but now they play older lectures of his. Like, there's a lot of neat stuff. So is it lectures or is it just like people just? No rules. It can be anything, anything, yeah. anything auditory. Yeah. Could be Joel and Friends weekly. Yeah. <laughs> he came in to see us this week. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with us smoking cigarettes if you uh, are. Ooh, cool let's smoke. Blowing it out that window there. Let me go get some. Let me get I got them. I got them. Oh yeah, you have the good ones. Did you, did you this enjoy This lady it? on the bus gave me some kind of a, you know. I like them. Did you like it? Yeah. I just believe and pray that the ganja helps counter counter counteract it. Always. So Trisha. Yes. You have how did you learn how to be a sailor? When you first got started sailing. I on really boat? got got um, learned how to I sailed on Long Island Sound as a kid on little boats and stuff. But I went and worked on my friend's charter boat in Saint out of Saint John, Saint Thomas. At just, like how old? 22. Wow. 
20-somethings. So you were living in Caribbean islands and sailboats at t early 20s? I guess I, well, my dad had boats, so I, I guess I've just always been a water person. Like your dad had a boat that he would sail he, from? No, he didn't have a sailboat. He had a powerboat. And you would go from like New York to the islands? No, no. No, he, it was just a, like a pleasure boat in Long Island Town. We crossed the ocean there twice, and, sh and ships. So. Wow. That was pretty pretty cool. <laughs> I've never sure. sailed across there myself. I mean, what's it like? Three weeks? A week. Give or take. Is that like full steam ahead? Is a week like where you're just going as fast as you can go the whole time? I guess so. Around 2012, also, the uh, started uh, the Rainbow Peace Fleet out of Florida. Yeah, we did. The, the Peace Fleet already was started, but then it kind of went to sleep a little, so we kind of bought it back. A bunch of us. Just gathered boats and refit them. That's the most beautiful story. We ended story. up in the town in Edgewater, Florida, working with this homeless coalition, and we started refitting boats for the homeless. It was the best gig. It was so gratifying and teaching them how to live on a boat and how to sail. People with kids, people that just had a desire. They wanted a home, but you have to like to live on the water and rough it a little. And the, watching them get strong and I saw them. This was years ago, so I, I was back in Daytona and I ran into a couple of them. And they're still living on boats and they're still happy. And Some of them started traveling. You just give somebody something, and if it's their heart's in it, they'll just go with it. Yeah. So, like, before you go to sleep, do you have to, like, go check the bilge and make sure that, like, you've, like, not got too much water on board? Like, I mean, what kind of madness is that? Not really. If you have a float, you have a, you have that all set up, float switch. I did wake up one time and roll off my bunk and I had knee deep in water because oh, one of the two holes had popped out. I hate when that happens. I, uh, <laughs> I shoved some shit in there. I found a, a big piece of wood to shove in there and it fits so tight and so well I never fixed it. I just <laughs> cut it off so it stayed in there. Put some cat gut around it. I mean, some of the storms, you just your life must just be flashing before your eyes. When there's a hurricane, you go you go to shore, and if it's a big one, you 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 know get off the boat, you batten it down, and just hope that it's there when it's but over. There, we've got stuck in some that were just would turn. Yeah. Like uh, Katrina turned. Katrina was not supposed to hit us, and it stalled in front of um, nearby islands overnight, and just churned. Churned, and I was in town because I had my daughter was visiting. But all my friends and their kids were all out on their boats. Wow. And it really kicked ass blue. And then it went to New Orleans and really did some damage. And your boat was all right? Yeah. yeah. Did you go to New Orleans after that? No. We adopted a dog, though, that was a rescue dog my daughter <laughs> got from there, from New Orleans. The vets were bringing dogs in. What's it like living on the islands? Yeah, which islands? Any of them. Yeah. What is it like? Is it paradise? Paradise right here. <laughs> Paradise is everywhere. Paradise is what it's you make nice. it. You know, it's beautiful everywhere. Right. I don't um I don't really beautiful. miss there because I'm here. Right? Yeah, it's just nice wherever you go. It's warmer in the winter though, isn't it, down there? There's three places I've always said if I ever made it I wouldn't leave. 
Africa, Jamaica, and Hawaii. Yeah. How can you not leave all three places? If I ever made it to any one of them. Uh-huh. I always said, if I ever made it to Africa's any one of them. Africa's a big them, place, bro. Yeah. Like, where in Africa? Liberia? Or? And, and, I'm, and, and, South like, Africa. and like Trish is saying, I'm cool with being stuck in the Americas for the rest of my life. You're stuck too. here yeah, for a see, while. Now, I can't leave. I have a dentist in Guatemala, and I can't. I had two flights canceled. They don't want to Oh, yeah. So then I'm thinking, yep. I'll go to my sister's in Brazil. I'll go there. No. England, I have a friend I'm pretty sure Mexico will take you. Brazil, you can't go? Mexico, I think. I don't know. I really? think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you were saying something I just about looked that. today or somebody at wrote. La Clinica in Medford, down where I am. There is, uh, I think it's part of the White Dove Project, but uh, they have, uh, based on what's real, Okay. subsidized, so, you know. I, did, I had a friend that said that they'll let you cross the, the border. She said the border's closed, but they'll let you do stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. people that medical. live there, you know. That's what my mom does. She goes down there to get her meds and dental does work she? and stuff. Yeah. Where does she live? New Mexico. Cool. Yeah. So they hop the board. She gets all her dentistry stuff down there. It's ridiculous yeah, it's, how much money you save. It's, I know. And all the dentists are, are, it's like, I guess this is a little town of all clinics and dentists and medical clinics and stuff. I I gotta, the, I'm trying I, to remember where. I think I it's gotta, on the other side of Texas because you go down uh, to what would be uh, southwest New Mexico, and then you drop into the panhandle of Texas, uh-huh. and then whatever, it's right across the border. I got a uh-huh. teeth cleaning, a checkup, and a cavity filled for 50 bucks. Where? Oaxaca, Mexico. Cool. Well, yeah. you got a vacation, too. Yeah. Well, nice. at the time, I was in a mental ward in Oaxaca City. It's, it's a long <laughs> story. Yeah, it's yeah, a long story. I was but in a Mexican prison. That's a long story. <laughs> I've been in Mexican jail, but uh, yeah. not prison. That's funny, huh? Not funny. How long have you been to Mexico? Three months. Ouch. I've never even been to Mexico. I've been to... <laughs> I've been... Yeah, because it costs them $70,000 to get us out. Wow. Well, altogether, that's what they calculate. We could have bought a nice freaking car. <laughs> I've been deported twice. From, yeah? Yeah. The U.S. Con- yeah, the U.S. consulate's the one that deports me. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the guy from the U.S. that's down there wants me out. Yeah. That- How come? Because I scream about the Bush family. <laughs> this was back when... The first time was when uh, Gore got... W stole the election from yeah. Gore. And I found out I was down there. And within like three days of finding out, I was screaming about the yeah. Bush family and... Yeah, you you should be. Yeah. And so, of course, yeah, they shut you down whenever you talk about real shit. And then... Lies and their... Come on, George Bush is a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. Plus his heart, just pray for him. <laughs> America! That's M-U-R. And then the second time I came back, I wasn't deported. I flew back uh, for my sister's wedding, and I'm like, what did I miss in the U.S.? And they're like... Well, the vice president shot a man in the face. I remember I'm that. like, what did you say? What Dick Cheney shot a man in the yep. face. His lawyer, right there. The vice president. Yeah, they were, they were out that. bird hunting, and yeah. he turned and got That's him. The cra- and then that guy who got shot Whoops. in the face apologized. Oh, I'm sorry I was in your way, Dick. It, it, we live, Are you serious? I don't know yes, that. for real. Yeah. We live in a wacky world. Yeah. Oh, it's only got fucking wackier, dude. You thought fucking that shit was kind of nuts. No, where we are now. Where, this is yeah, where right? it's building up to they the tipping to point. They tried to distract us with murder hornets, too. Gonna get oh, yeah. Happened yet. 
They throw a line out and see who fucking bites on it, you know, every couple of days. Something else crazy fucking happens. Are they going to listen to this shit? Pandemic, going to kill you. Fuck. Yeah, I feel like they're just testing us. I don't know what to make of this. I feel like they're just pushing us to see how far they can fucking push us. They're seeing how obedient we are. Exactly. That's the plan. That's the event 201. You know about that. Well, I would would say that the ultimate puppet masters are doing that, but Trump himself is trying to instigate a civil war. He's a fucking... The president is trying to get people to fire bullets in the United States of America. Again, so... He just wants blood in the streets for some reason. I think he wants to race Because it'd be good for him. I don't think it's him. I, I think, think he wants a race war. I, yeah. I think that Donald Trump is, in his heart, a white supremacist, and he wants, he knows that white people are becoming a minority. They're becoming a minority of the population. And his philosophy is go down fighting. Yeah, that's what he believes. Make America great again. If we're going to be the minority, then let us rule with authority. My Trump support. I was just in a Trump's friend's house, and then I was in a Democracy (laughs) Now house, Red. And my Trump supporter friend, and I have some in Hawaii too, and just all over the Trump supporter people. Start. They they believe that he's not New World Order. He's not in the club. He's not Illuminati. Yeah. And they, but he knows about them, and he's had attempts on his life. They're I'll kind of buy them. that. Like he is his own. And all that QAnon shit. The, the wall, and that's why all the mining here. He's trying to get a sovereign, and this is what they tell me in this country, because he doesn't. He does. He knows what New World Order is. So he's actually. They really passionately believe that he's the savior. The savior. <laughs> and yeah. you know. Yeah. It's tough. And then there's the people that are like talking like you're, t- you know. Look at it. Yeah, everything's so divided right now. That's amazing. I know. So basically, my my whole philosophy is that it's really up to the us. It's up to us. We can't count on. It doesn't matter who the president is. No. We're it's doing it. We're doing it. We got it. That has to change. Yeah. Exactly. At the state to level too. Yes. Yeah. To which it stands. And now we have an oligarchy. Two friggin' pedophiles with dementia we get to choose from. <laughs> oh God. The goal and intent of the federal government is to protect the people's freedom, not to define it. I know. Well they've been doing a whole lot of defining fucking lately. Yeah. I can't walk in a fucking store without a mask on. It's the corporate states of America. It's not even a, a yes, part it of the country anymore. Yeah. It's by making that everyone participating, we won't accidentally carry it to others that might be vulnerable. And it, it lessens that chance. That's really what that's Yeah, about. flattening the curve. Yeah, but it's it's bullshit. It, it's bullshit in the sense that 9-11 created a security culture where now if you threaten your neighbor for beating his ass because he's played his music too loud, you get charged with a terroristic threat. You know that that's the repercussions of 9/11. So now, now that we live in a world of they masks, they just fucking uh, reapprove the Patriot Act. Now that we live in a world of masks, we live in mask world, and there will always be reasons for masks, and there will always be reasons yeah. Yeah. To, for a, a whole new caste system in the U.S. of the people who are clinically sterile and not allowing themselves to be exposed to the general public, and the people who are like like I am, which is ultimately everyone has their family, their people that they trust that they're not going to wear masks around. So herd immunity is the inevitable conclusion. Horrible things happen on earth. People die. 
I'm sorry that people are dying from this. I'm sorry that people yeah. died at 9-11. I'm people sorry die. that people die of the flu, and uh, it sucks. And mitigating it with masks, okay, great. But uh, I lived in a world my whole life where the public was not afraid of being around each other. And I'm sad to see that disappear because I don't feel like we have a society that's going to encourage, like, uh, social warmth. It's dividing We're, us we're headed towards, further. yeah, divide, divide, divide. Yeah, I want to scatter, scatter exactly. the light. You can't form a fucking resistance when you're scattered. Yeah. You got these people yelling at these people, but you got these people yelling at these people. They quarantine us, and we, I think everybody got a little more connected. The digital instant communication across planet Earth is this new factor that like all yeah. the old systems are not acknowledging it except when it's to their advantage. And it's like, why can't there be this open source revolution on Earth where it, it's for the people, for the people, for the people, for the people, instead of it's for the corporations. And, and the Fed is underneath all of it. Like a chicken with its head cut off. They just struck down fucking net neutrality. Now. What do y'all think? Of my new line about the Fed is, uh, the federal government took control of itself to convince us all to hate it. <laughs> it's doing a fucking good job. I don't know why, but that's what they did. That's doesn't doesn't isn't that New World Order? Doesn't Rothschild own the federal? Well, the Federal Reserve is a private federal company. Reserve. Yeah. And they are the private company that provides services to the treasuries of every country in the world yeah. except the two or three we haven't bombed For yet. like a hundred hmm. years. Yeah. Like Iran. Yeah. They, they've uh, only been doing Rothschild it. Rothschild in them, right? They've only been doing it for like a hundred years. I, I don't know. I don't know. Libya finally got convinced to join uh, them when we uh, invaded and killed Muammar Gaddafi. I think Rockefeller was involved as well. Yeah. I think that they Why met on a place called moment. Skull yeah. Island, but but I don't I don't know who they all were. It, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's horrible. Same shit as it's always been. Well, you know, uh, powerful uh, people controlling shit. I think it's it's just look, getting off of that grid is the answer. Getting like my these people that I went. Have you ever heard of Shut Up and Grow It? The garden in Tennessee, the, the People's Project. They get land and they, they set it up off they the do, grid. Did they do Sprout Kitchen or in a Rainbow Gathering? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, they just get land kicked down, and um, if you if you want them to set you up, they did one on uh, the Lakota Reservation I was at last summer. They'll set up the um, off-grid living, you know, power systems, uh, solar, pump, dig hole, uh, compost. So I just totally off the grid no no money needed it's righteous that's their that's the people's project check them out on facebook yeah i went to visit them twice this summer but they have one they had one in up there and they have one near gainesville too but we're if anybody want and they're hooking up with the other um self-sustaining permaculture communities around the country they're getting a network together a grid for us for the people wow I mean, you, I showed up during, in the beginning of COVID, freaked out from um, UF campus, everyone was were freaking out, and um, they didn't have masks on, they didn't, they weren't freaking out, they were running around barefoot, planting seeds, yeah. eating organic food, playing music, smoking pot, out in the woods, off-grid, no electricity, they, you don't need money, you can show up there with no money, you don't need money. I mean, they do have ways to pull money barter. like i'm not i'm not uh and that's the change you know i'm not trying to sound like an ignorant asshole 
but it's like I'm passing a pipe. Like I, I will if someone is in if someone is in a room with me and they want to puff some ganja with me. Like we're passing a J. We're yeah. passing a pipe. Like uh, that's yeah. the world I live in. Like I heard somebody say something like, uh, "I'm never gonna smoke a joint." Oh, was Seth Rogen. He's like, right. "I don't think I'm ever gonna smoke a joint with somebody ever." Yeah, did. that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever been to jail, like you get over that germ shit. Like you're like, I'm gonna live or I'm not. That's how I feel. Exactly. You know? I mean, I don't want anybody to die. I don't want my parents to I die. I have never whatever, had any fear. I've been on like twelve planes since this thing started. I don't. All right, you want me to wear a mask? I'll wear a mask. Yeah. I, I don't want to offend just, anyone, and yeah. I want to respect anyone. And if I see someone that I think might be vulnerable to it, I'll make sure that if I have a mask, I wear it. But like, uh, you know. That's ridiculous. I went to Gaines one. Felipe is... Do you do Rainbow? Do you know Felipe? I don't know him. He, but you know who I mean. But I've been to a couple so national gatherings. So he's years old, medicine man, indigenous. And um, everyone's like, don't... I was going to go visit him. And he said, no, you just... Everyone's like, no, don't go visit him. He's 82. The COVID. Oh, my God. And he found... And I left. And, and he called me and said, I heard you were fucking here. And when I came back into Gainesville, he came to see me. Hmm. He's like, fuck it, you know, I'm yeah. not afraid. I'm not yeah. afraid. He's a medicine man. Yeah. He's worked through. He's, it's my time to go. It's my time to go. Yeah. And he's so yeah. healthy. Yeah. It's all in the head. It's quality of life. It's what kind of a quality of a life. Fear you is have. so bad for your immune system. Right. And they're for feeding sure. us fear, man. And right. a lot of these numbers are wrong. You know, they said John Prine died of coronavirus. I did research. He did not die of coronavirus. Oh, no kidding. No, he had yeah. a, um, he just had a stent put in his heart re- recently. He had half of one lung, lung taken out, and he had uh, cancer. You know, he was sick. Him and his wife got the flu. They went to the hospital. They put him right on a ventilator, and he died, and she recovered. And there was no coronavirus test. He died, reason of death, coronavirus-like symptoms. And I put yeah. that blog up on, on my Facebook, and everyone's like, Oh, they love John Prine, and I don't know. They're all uh, they freaked out, so I took it down. But I think I'm gonna put it back up because they're doing that. And yeah, my daughter, they it's, are. It's a they're very, fudging it. It's they're a making weird, people. weird culture war. This whole mask situation. It is a, it's a war. And we're all under house arrest. Yes, they did it. You know, this was you the shut down society for yep. four, five, six months. Yeah, it, I think I think a lot of this is the result of Standing Rock because that instigated um, Mauna Kea. The energy of prayer against corporations caused the eruption in Hawaii. They didn't. It, it, it went to the Aborigines. They were starting to pray. They had their fires. It went to the Amazon, the tribes down there. It went to the Yellow Vest thing. Think about it. Three years ago, Standing Rock, and then all these things. And I and then they had that meeting because they're like, okay, well, we can't brainwash them with the TV. The pharmaceuticals aren't working. The fluoride in the water is, you know, we got, they're waking up anyways. I don't know. This is just my, my <laughs> friends talk this way. Pandemic. Yeah, no, <laughs> so we've got to do, we need a plan B. And they did the coronavirus and we still got spiritual and connected and in prayer. And the Lakota medicine men are up day, all day long, drumming and chanting, everybody. You know, there's, there's prayers online going on constantly. And so that didn't work. So then let's do the race wars. Oh, well, this right. cop killed this black kid. The amount. Let's make a race war. We gotta split them up. <laughs> I still contend that the amount of people in our nation, inside the United States of America, that actually hate and actually want blood in the streets, 
is less than a fifth. Is less. No, it's a small. Yeah. It's, it's a small. less than fifteen. It's just a vocal minority at this. point. It's a very. But they on do, both sides, they do own. They sides. do own the a lot of the land. The problem is who mo- owns a lot of land. The most of the landowners are that fifteen percent that is willing to, to lock and load, because it's a nation built on land theft. Yeah. So the land thieves are the ones that are ready to die for it. Yeah. You know, if you're willing to exploit the earth standing rock style, then the floodgates open from the federal government. Everything all of a sudden, you know, you have federal troops that are putting uh, fire hoses on people in sub-zero temperatures at Standing Rock, literally assaulting U.S. citizens that are defending the land with with, with fire hoses in, in, in the freezing cold, like for exploitation of the earth. It's it's like, you know. Act like this hasn't been going on for years. And well, it's coming to a head. Over it's coming. There's a tipping point. Oh, no, there is another one. We're almost I mean, it's there. It's not the first sure. one, but it's, we're sure. We're sure. Yeah. We're getting close. It's, so let it crash and burn. Yeah. Tear it down. It's getting worse before it, it gets better. Fucking burn no. everything down. It's getting worse before it gets better. I feel. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was kind of panicking about where to go. I wanted to go to Central America. I, I have safer there. I have hippie pipe dreams that it could totally be done completely peacefully. It, it could be like, let's let's say like I don't want it to be Trump, but okay. let's say like tomorrow, President Trump got on the television, and he announced on national television like, citizens of America, in the name of peace and prosperity, I am declaring a state of emergency. All c- citizens eighteen years and older will receive over the next 365 days one a grand total of $100,000. We're going to completely shut down the economy. Uh, if you want to go to work, go to work. But uh, the fact of the matter is anything that you purchase that is not sustainable, if you want to buy a Lamborghini or if you want to buy a flamethrower or if you want to buy a gun, if you want to buy anything that is not a sustainable item, yeah. Then it's we're gonna tax it. Yeah. It'll be it'll be taxed four hundred percent. Good idea. But yeah. But if you want to buy fruit or whatever, 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 you know, you'll never have to work again. Uh, and, or how to get self-sustaining. And, and, and when and when the so- when the society comes back on, we're gonna have to be putting we're gonna be putting solar panels on roofs. We're gonna be making roads that are gonna last and bridges that aren't gonna fall. And the internet is free. For all the people, your cell phones are free. For all the people, this is a government right. If you need a place to eat, sounds like fucking socialism to me. (laughs) Well, I don't care what it's called. Fucking communists. But but you can. It's coming out of your mind because that is the future. It's going to change. You can still have democracy with that system. You can still have even capitalism. Who cares? Yeah. It sounds like a fucking pipe dream to me. A lot of people are going to have to be thinned out for sure. Yeah, exactly. Because the people in power aren't going anywhere. Yeah. It would cost less to give them three hots and a cup. You know, the the indigenous elders are praying for the people. They're doing serious ceremony for the people, for Trump and Gates and... Freeing Leonard Peltier. Yeah. I would love that, but... They believe, and I believe that you can... I mean, there was a tsunami coming to Hawaii, and they prayed on... Hawaiian and California, Ch- you know, just real heavy ceremony and slowed it down to where it wasn't a bad. That was just something I witnessed. So it's like, I just believe in, in intention, the mind's intention. 
If everybody does it collectively, it gets it's more powerful, and that's why they have the. They're using all these other these tactics in this warfare, the bio-warfare, the uh, info-warfare. You remember back in the 80s while the CIA was, like, flooding the cities <laughs> with crack and LSD? Like, we had, like, Hands Across America, We Are the World. There were, like, attempts yeah. to, like, unify on, like, a, a national level. No. Everybody hates each other now, man. No, that's when they go... The cons- word conspiracy theory was a campaign by the CIA that was highly the most effective propaganda ever used. Conspiracy theory. If someone to calls you a conspiracy it. theorist, yeah. you're bad. You're shunned. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah, because I'm like, it. I don't like to say I I'm go, a conspiracy theorist, but I believe in some conspiracy theories. I believe in them before I believe anyone else. <laughs> They've done their research. They're smoking pot. They're, they make sense. I know. I mean... And there's and too many things that have been shown to be true, you know, at this point. It's like, you know. It's, I know, right? You can't close a blind eye to this shit now. You have to trust your fucking gut yeah. now. I mean, there's All fucking pedophile rings and shit of powerful people. Like, don't tell me that this other shit ain't fucking true, too, you know. It's hard to know what to believe, isn't it? It's you just, just it's crazy, you know. A lot of shit that people been saying for years and years, and you thought they were fucking crazy, and you're seeing it now, and it's true, and you're like, what the fuck is going we've, on? We've met those people. We've been preparing for this moment all mm-hmm. our lives. That's why we're here. Yeah. It's con- our instructions are encoded in our DNA. Yeah. And it's the same DNA as the planet and everybody. I mean, it's just, this is supposed to be happening. It's, oh. it's the end of the Mayan calendar. It's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. It's the... Hopi prophecy. There's a lot of prophecies. Well, Even revelation. I'm praying that shit gets better. It's pretty freaking cool. Cause fucking shit is bad. I think it's right gonna now. really break down oh. and get worse, like you said. Yeah, you're probably right. Trump will prefer militant confrontation in the cities of the USA over losing the election. Eh, it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, it'll be like you know watching Star Wars. Well, I'm going to buy some more guns, so... Yeah. <laughs> In case anyone wants to come around. Well, I just I just try to stay connected with my friends that grow food. Do you have a boat waiting for you in case the shit has to <laughs> I was going to get a hop a boat, but, you know, you go down the islands... Well, they're down in the Virgin Islands. There's no real fresh water there. It's all cistern water. Hawaii, would, that's, Hawaii is a good place to be. How much does it cost for like a five-gallon jug of, uh, of you know, drinking water? Sixty cents a gallon. Shit, that's not bad. Yeah, but that's desalination now. But you can get that system on your own boat. Yeah. Now, but we didn't have it then. But um, Greg Braden. No, he he's a geologist, but he's really you know awake and he. He said the safest places to be um, are Hawaii, place Hawaii, northern Maine, north in America, northern Washington, the Ozarks, anywhere where there's not a lot of population and there's soil and good water. And a lot of the CEOs of these major corporations are buying land up in these places because they know something's who knows. Well, it's being instigated by things like fracking. They're injecting, you know, liquids two two miles deep 
to extract gas that's been there for thousands of years. It's so they're doing that to get oil. Yeah, we're mm. we're, we're like self-sufficient on oil right now. I know. It should be cheaper, damn it. You gotta stop needing it. If you ever see pictures of the Balkan uh, sh <laughs> shale fields up in Canada, it's like a pit <clears throat> to hell. It's sad, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Yeah, we have, yeah. So, is do you have any, like, uh, do you want to introduce yourself if this ends up being heard by people someday? Do you, do you have any, like, social media, or do you want to say your name specifically in a special Not way? Really, or? No. Social media presence. I'll just be the, the seafarer. There you go. Seafarer, Trisha. I'm going to battle Steve. All right. Cool. I'm Thank you for go going for round two, man. Yeah, baby. I forget. I forgot that thing was on to. I forgot that was on till you said that. <laughs> it was very fun. Thank you, Trisha. What do you think about downtown, dude, before you go? I don't know, bro. That's not an easy question to just ask and like, walking out the door. <laughs> I feel like people are getting sick of it. Yeah. They are. It's, you know, they tried to fucking burn down the goddamn fucking police bureau last night or whatever. Like, it's, they're going to push back, dude. Eventually, they're going to push back. And you thought fucking Trump's fucking goon squad was bad. You know, it's going to get worse. People are going to die, dude. It's unfortunate. But it's not the kid's fault. It's not the kid's fault. But there's fucking bad actors out there making it worse. And, I mean, it, there's no right answer to this. It's not. Yeah. The right answer is end the war on drugs, stop okay, blocking people up, let right. the fucking prisoners go. These are fucking pipe dreams, dude. I'm allowed to have them. And you can't just release motherfuckers, even if they went into jail for petty fucking crimes like weed, and now they're fucking, you can't just release everybody. They fucking guys would be hardened criminals at this point, dude, because of the fucked up prison system. So like I said, there's no right answer. Will you just fucking fix the fucked up system? We have 25% of the world's population of incarcerated people. And this is what I said last time. These problems are so fundamentally flawed from the fucking ground up and have been that way for so many years that to change a system like you're talking about is untenable, dude. 33% of the women on earth are incarcerated in the U.S. What? 33% of the women on planet earth that are no. incarcerated. 25% of all people incarcerated on Earth are in the U.S. Yeah, but and you're saying 33%. One-third of every woman on the planet is incarcerated in America. Correct. That is not real. I just heard it, like, today. Google it. I'm going to fix it. You know how fucking 33, how much 33% is, bro? It's not much more than 25. What percentage of the population of women is in jail in the United States? That's the wrong question. What is it? That's the wrong question. How many women are currently incarcerated? 219,000. No, say. There's only 219,000. There's your answer right there. There's only 219,000 women in America in the fucking justice system. No, you ask Google what percentage of the global population of imprisoned women are U.S. citizens. Well, that's different than what that's, you said. No, that's what I said. You said, you said. 33% of women in the world are incarcerated in fucking the U.S. That's what now, I'm saying. Now, when you say it that way... That's what I'm saying. It doesn't sound the way you say it the, the other way. Yeah, it is. That you said it, incarcerated women in the world. 
You yeah. said of women in the world are incarcerated. When you say it that uh, way, uh, it makes it sound like you're, you're, one third of every woman on Earth it. is incarcerated. Yeah, no, in the you, States, you read so. it unfairly. You read it unfairly. <laughs> That's why I was like, "What yeah, the fuck no, are you no. talking about?" Simmer down now. There's like seven billion people. No. I wonder how much. Uh, that's a good question. What's the ratio of men to women in the world? Yeah, let's see if we can put them. There's a little bit more women than men. Is there? Yeah. What's the ratio of women to men in the world? Fifty-one percent. There is 101 males to every 100 females. So it's almost exactly the same. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh yeah, lots of pussy out there. You can start hollering at some of it. What up, ladies? If I get a big podcast, I can start getting some fucking little traded tramps, some lot lizards, pod lizards. <laughs> beware, beware, ladies. No, I'm a nice guy. I'll treat you good, girl, I promise. <laughs> as long as you like to do butt stuff. What, what's, your, what's your, if you were to put a, put out a Tinder right now, what's your ideal search? What's your age range? What's your, what are you looking for? I'm looking for a dimey dime 25 year old that acts like she's 44 and takes care of herself and has her own money and loves the D. And what if, <laughs> and would you, would you introduce her to your daughter who's 20? Sure. <laughs> Dude, the last girl I dated, like, like dated, dated was 25 when I was 35. Bailey and her liked all the same music and shit, fucking hang out. <laughs> it wasn't weird as hell? No. She was a cool chick, dude. I mean, just the thought that there could be, like, I'm 46 years old, the thought that there could be some, like, gorgeous, sexy 29-year-old that just comes up to me and is like, oh, I gotta have a slice of you, Joel, and then she does, and then I end up meeting her dad someday, and he's, like, my brother, like... And this is his baby girl. Like, that would horrify me to my core, dude. Like, I don't even... I can't oh, don't even... get me wrong. My daughter brought home a dude that was my age. and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? It would horrify you, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but yet you have no problem being that guy. I'm, that's the dichotomy of being a father to a daughter, bro. See, this is why you're... I'm a horrible fucking person. This is why you're a genius podcast guest, because <laughs> before we walked up here, I said, is there any topic that you want to touch on tonight? And you responded, hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Oh, I'm the biggest hypocrite there is, bro. There you go. When it comes to my daughter, I'm like, fucking women's, go women, women's voices. Eh. But what I want in a woman is a submissive little whore that likes to get fucked hard and is a dirty bitch. And it's got me in a lot of trouble in my lifetime. And you're looking for more trouble. I fucking can't seem to get away from it, dude. You're looking for more trouble. I'm not actually, what I'm looking for right now is like a fucking 40 year old chick. She's got her shit together. I don't care. She might have some kids. She keeps fucking, you know, she's got her own shit, her own fucking money. Da 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 da. Like so, the vibe with me. So every, I'm a child, so I gotta so, find somebody with a fucking childlike personality because. So, so everything that you said before that was uh, more of a character. Than, yeah. Yeah. No. What if I was looking for a woman to actually fucking kick it with? Yeah. Then I want a woman that's, you know, maybe she'd be 35, you know, 30, whatever. I don't care as long as she's got her shit together and fucking likes the same shit I do. I, and like I said, I'm a child, so. I love all women that are nice to me, but. If I had to pick, I'd say right around my age or a little older. A little younger, a little older, right around my age. Oh, come on. You want a little 30-year-old dime-a-dime. A little in the gym every day, fucking making that ass pop. I, I, 
I would worship any woman that let me that you're talking about that's like that. <laughs> but as far as like, I want to build a life with a woman. Oh yeah, I like it, my age. At age. this point, exactly. My age. Yeah, age. I don't got no time. That's why I'm not dating anybody because I ain't got no time to fuck around. I, like it's when you talk to someone who's ten years younger than you. You live in different worlds. Yeah. You don't, you don't have the same reference. That's why I stopped dating the one chick, dude. It's because she was 25, 26, like almost 27 when we stopped dating. And she was how I was at her age. And I was at home making dinner and, you know. But that, she had daddy issues, so that was kind of the reason she was dating me. She, I was her daddy. And she was a little whore. What does that make you, John? I was, I was her daddy, John. I was her pimp daddy. Pimp that little whore. John daddy. I treated her like garbage. No. Proud of that? Just kidding, dude. I treated that girl so good. That's That was the thing about it, dude, is that I fucking took care of her. She'd come over, I'd make her dinner, you know, treat her like a little fucking, you know, queen. I, I was her daddy. It, it might be kind of sick, and even I, when she was calling me daddy, when we first started, I was like, don't call me daddy, that's weird. I got kids. But when you're fucking her and she's like into it and she's saying, yes, daddy, yes, daddy, you kind of get used to it. (laughs) But no, that's what she, she wanted a a stable. I went to work. I came home every day. I made dinner, took care of my kids. She did whatever the fuck she wanted. That's what, yeah. And she was allowed to go do whatever the fuck. We weren't like together, together. I mean, we were, we weren't fucking anybody else, but I wouldn't, I'd see her maybe two, three days a week. And when we saw each other, it was on. I'd fucking make her dinner. We'd chill. We'd fucking fuck like 15 times. And then she'd go off and have her life. And she'd go party with her girls and do whatever she did. And I'd fucking go back to work and da 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 And I didn't care what she was doing. Because there wasn't like a major fucking commitment. We both kind of said, hey, this is what it is. And, you know, sooner or later it's going to end. And when it does, it does. And that's the way it was. When it ended, it ended. And that was fine. It was over. About a year and a half, it was good times, bro. I was feeling great about my life. Dating a dimey dime, bad motherfucking 25-year-old girl. Sexy as fuck. I didn't have to pay for her. She had her own job. You know, it's perfect. Now I need to find something like that again. But just, you know. I don't want a girl that's going to want kids down. So I got to find a girl that's my age, bro. Because I'm not going to. I'm not having no more fucking kids, dude. I'm done. But I mean, a 25-year-old that wants some fucking kids. But if she has some, you're all right with that. No, I, mean, I got kids. How can yeah. I be hypocritical like that? Yeah, dude? yeah. You know? There's not too many 40-year-old, 35-year-old, 30-year-old women out there without kids. You know? At least they're in my category today. There might be some dimey lawyers and shit, but nobody, none of them are going to fucking want to date some dirty fucking painter. They're not liking me. We should call the podcast Overtime. Why? I just thought it was fucking clever. Overtime? Yeah. Because you, cause you work today already? Because we're working overtime, man. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not working at all. I got the coronavirus. This is your job now, right? <laughs> I, I, I got the coronavirus blues. This is my hobby. <laughs> this is what I do. All right. Thank you. I'm wrapping up. Love you, brother. Love you, man. Send her to me. Cut all that other shit out. Just me and you. <laughs> Trisha's got stories, dude. Right. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later, man. I'm sure I'll hit you up a couple days. I lost all my daughters in Peoria, Illinois. In a ghost coaching pony ride.
shop in a dark parking lot And my father, he was home back his neck My brother, he went driving through Peoria, Illinois On his way to a Christmas tree farm Drive through Illinois, I'll be sure. 